Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, welcome to episode number 93 of the Familypreneur podcast. It is Monday, and on Mondays we talk about marketing, and today is no different. Even though it is April Fool's Day, we are not playing any jokes on you today. We are going to talk about marketing, and for the month of April, we are going to focus on audiences. That is a lot of alliteration. I do love alliteration, so April and audiences. Let's do this. We are going to start today by talking about audience insights. Now, this is a tool that has undergone some pretty big changes in September. So prior to September, Audience Insights was a very, very robust tool, and it leveraged a lot of data from third-party data partners. However, given some of the data breaches that happened and things like that, Facebook has severed ties with third-party data partners, and they are limiting the access that we have to data provided by those partners. So now the audience insights is much more limited when compared to what it used to be. However, I do think it is very interesting to poke around in audience insights, and I recommend that you do it every once in a while. There are a couple things that you're going to want to look for and a couple of things that you're going to be able to learn about your Facebook page fans as well as your audiences that you're building through Facebook Ads Manager. I have a video that I have recorded and scheduled to release on YouTube. So it will be live as soon as this podcast episode publishes. So I definitely encourage you to go check out that video. You can find my YouTube channel at megbrunson.com slash YouTube. And I'll also have the video in the show notes at megbrunson.com slash 93. The video walks you through step-by-step where all of the buttons are, how everything looks, and hopefully it'll make it a lot easier for you to navigate around audience insights and understand the ins and outs. However, I am going to talk through it right now with you today. So if audio is your preferred method, you're obviously in the right place. And let's talk through what audience insights can do for you. So from Ads Manager from Facebook for Business, you're going to click on the upper left-hand corner. There's three little lines. Some people call it the hamburger. Click on that, expand the main menu, and click on Audience Insights. From there, it's going to give you the option. Do you want to see all of Facebook's data or just people who are connected to your page? And I encourage you to click on people who are connected to your page. From there, you'll be prompted to select your page so that it can pull in the information. Now, you will need to have at least a 1,000 people who are following your page because Audience Insights requires uh, a large number of people because 
they respect privacy. We talked a little bit last week about the way that that Facebook handles privacy on the platform. And one of the things that's really important is that they don't want to make it easy for anyone to identify any identifying information about people on Facebook who may follow their page or be in a target audience or something of that sort. So the only way you're going to get data like this from an audience is if the audience is large enough that you won't be able to pinpoint any identifying information about a specific person or profile. Does that make sense? I feel like it's one of those things that I hope everybody understands, especially people who are concerned about privacy on the platform. So anyhow, as long as you've got, you know, at least a thousand people, you're going to be able to get some interesting data and information from this tool. So I recommend that you start with just putting in your business page. Don't put in anything else at this point. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Then you're going to be able to go through at the very top. There's four tabs. They're currently demographics, page likes, location, and activity. Now, from demographics, you're going to be able to see age and gender information, relationship status, education level, and job title. Now, these are the four categories that are within this tab. You may have access to some or all of them, depending upon the size of your audience and the information that Facebook is able to pull based on that audience size. With all of the audience insights, the data that relates to your specific page is in the darker blue bars. Behind the darker blue bars are a light gray bar, and I feel like this is where the video comes in helpful because it may be difficult to understand, but I think if you just bear with me, once you see it, it's going to totally make sense. Or maybe you're already familiar with it, so these are just bringing back those warm memories of the last time you checked your audience insights. So the darker blue bars are your data. And then the lighter gray behind it is Facebook data. So I like to look at these from two perspectives. One, I want to see the data of my group. I just want to know who is in my page, not my group, my page, who is following my page, who likes my page, um, and what what types of things are they interested in? um, What are the qualities and traits that they have? So looking at my stuff, at my stats, Most of my people are in the 35 to 44 age bracket, which knowing my target market, that's fairly accurate. I also have most of my people are married. Again, very accurate based on my target demographic. I also find it very interesting that the education level for my page followers is very heavily college and grad school, which kind of makes sense because I'm targeting business owners. So they would likely have some of that higher level education. Now, another interesting way to look at this information is to compare what your business page uh, percentages are compared to the general Facebook percentages, right? So my page is 25% more likely to be married than the general Facebook population. So that's really interesting to know. Now, why do you why do we want to know this information? Number 1, we want to know more about our audience because it's going to help us craft more relevant information, more relevant posts for our audience, right? I don't recommend these for audience building, but rather for copy, for creative, for content creation on the platform. So definitely keep that in mind as well. 
for job titles, if this is available to you, it's actually not available for my page. So even though I have over a thousand people that like my page, there isn't enough data for them to break down job titles for me. So I don't have insights into that. But if you are, you know, another page may have that information. You can also head to page likes. Again, I really like this because it gives me an idea of what type of pages my audience is interested in besides my own. I can see what categories they're most interested in. I can see how many people um, like a variety of other pages. And then I can look at those pages to get an idea for what type of content those pages are posting. Now, I'm not saying copy everything that they're doing, but again, it's a little, you know, competitive intel, right? Just to see your audience is following these 10 pages as well as your own. Let's see what things those pages are posting so that we can ensure that we're not totally missing the mark with them. So I do like to just look at that information. Now, when it comes to locations, that's the third the third major tab at the top there. I like to look at this just to make sure I don't see any red flags. So top cities, mine for some reason actually shows counties. Some of my other clients have a mixture of counties and cities. So I'm not really sure what the difference is there, to be honest with you. However, you can just take a look, make sure, see what trends there are city-wise Country-wise and language-wise, I would expect that you know where your people are. So I target a very largely um, United States of America audience because I am in the USA. Most of my clients are in the USA. um, And my audience is, it's actually 104% US, which makes absolutely no sense statistically, but we're going to roll with it. It's 100% US. And then my languages were like 96%. English, which makes sense. There may be some people who are registering as other languages, but it totally makes sense that English is the one that they identify. So I just like to make sure there's no big red flags there. If I saw that my top countries were something totally irrelevant, it may mean I need to do a little purging on my page. I may want to question whether, you know, page likes campaigns were being run efficiently If I saw those red flags, I would just need to do a little bit more digging. And then finally, you can take a look at the frequency of activities. This lets you know of the people who like your page, you know, how often are they liking other pages, commenting on posts, sharing things, clicking on ads, just kind of interesting information to know and how the people who like your page, how their engagement differs from the general Facebook population. Now, I love this section on device users because you can see how many people are using desktop only versus mobile only versus a combination of both desktop and mobile. One thing that seems to be pretty consistent among myself and all of my clients is that mobile is a platform that cannot be ignored. All right, people are accessing Facebook through mobile, and you have to remember that. You have to make sure that every single link you post to the Facebook platform is mobile optimized because people are accessing it from mobile, and you do not want to give them a poor user experience. You don't want people bouncing off your website. So make sure everything is mobile optimized. 
It's also interesting just to see the breakdown of what devices people are using, Android versus Apple, for example. Now, this may not be hugely important to you if you're not doing anything with the mobile platforms, but for me as a podcaster, it is interesting for me to see that there is 50% Apple and 50% Android. So I know that I'm on the right track with promoting a variety of podcast playing platforms. So I'm going to promote Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, as well as probably some other podcast players like Stitcher and Spotify. If you're a mobile app developer, again, this is going to be really important for you to understand. And that is a a quick breakdown of the type of information that you're going to be able to access from within Audience Insights. Now, in addition to analyzing the people that like your page, you can use this tool to analyze audiences that you've created in Ads Manager. So in that video on YouTube, I'm going to also show you how you can open an audience that you've saved within Ads Manager to analyze one of those audiences, as well as how you can use the options on the the left-hand sidebar to build a new audience by targeting the location, age and gender, interests, etc. So you can actually build an audience in Audience Insights, analyze what those charts look like, and then when you get your audience just how you want it, you can save that audience and it will be available for you to use within Facebook Ads Manager. Again, I just want to reiterate that I don't use these charts, the data related to the demographics, page likes, location, and activities. I don't use them to build my audiences. So I'm not going to look at my list of page likes and then target, you know, people who are interested in those pages as my interests. Okay. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to use this data to figure out who to target in my audiences. Instead, I'm using this data to understand what type of people they are. So if they like Ikea and Aldi's and, um, you know, consignment shops, it gives me an idea of what their shopping behaviors look like, right? And then I can craft my copy and my creative to fit those people so that I can get them engaging more often either with organic content or paid content. So I like using this creatively to design my content strategy. And also just to feel like I'm getting to know the people who I'm actually attracting. As always, if you have any questions, you can find me in the Familypreneur community at familypreneurcommunity.com. It is a free group to join and we would love to have you there. We release episodes three times a week. Marketing Mondays are midweek masterminds where we alternate interviews between parent entrepreneurs and kidpreneurs. And then Friday Reflections. We would love to have you subscribe to the podcast so that you do not miss another episode. And we will be back with some more great content soon. As a reminder, you'll find this week's show notes and the video at megbrunson.com slash 93. It's been great spending a little bit of time with you, and I hope you've enjoyed learning about audience insights and how you can leverage that to curate and create content that will resonate with your audience. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Bye. Did you know that my mom has a Facebook page, Instagram account, YouTube channel, and more? Her username is The Meg Brunson. Just about everywhere. You should go follow her.